What's up, everybody? We are back. The Cubans del Norte are back, but uh, we're a little shorthanded this week because uh, everybody's on vacation except me and Flo. So I got Flo on the call. Flo, what's up? What's up, man? Back to the original two. The OGs. Triple OG, man. <laughs> Can so always rely on us. Yeah, we haven't recorded in a uh, couple of weeks, maybe two weeks. But um, this this uh, three game week kind of caught us by surprise. We didn't uh, we didn't really look at the schedule. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize the games were so close together. I remember when the last time we recorded, I remember looking at the schedule and thinking, "Well, we have some very you know winnable games coming up. It may be a good time for Chivas to turn it around." But when I was looking at the schedule, I didn't realize that it was like, you know, three games in a week. Yeah, after that that first game against um, Veracruz, I was like, all right, let's record Monday. No, we, we usually record Tuesday night. So I was like, all right, we'll record on Tuesday night. Then I was like, oh, crap, she wasn't playing tonight. And then really, we should record Thursday, but it wouldn't make sense. So we just waited for the she was Atlas game to pass too. But um, I mean, now we have a lot of talk, a lot to talk about. We yeah, yeah, definitely. Three game, three game win streak for Chivas, nine points in in a week. I don't, I don't know when the last time, or if ever, Chivas has done that. Yeah, no, I definitely don't. Can't remember. You know, I usually when they play midweek, it's you know like a Copa game. Um. I can't remember ever, you know, having three games in a week or getting nine points in a week. It was definitely crazy. Yeah, we went we went from I think second to last to what are we tenth now? Eighth, tenth I think. We're in tenth place after being at the bottom just like ten days ago. Yeah, it was definitely a good boost, man. Definitely nine points just like that. We were what we were like second to last, third to last, and now we're right there in the middle, in the middle of the pack. Yeah, you know we got a Liga spot. It's pretty the, much wrapped on the up. Horizon. <laughs> it's pretty much wrapped up at this point, you know. <laughs> I mean, what do we need? Ten more points, you know? Come on. <laughs> we need another three game week. <laughs> yeah, man. As long as they can just schedule us three games in a week, we're good. <laughs> Just keep that form. Alright, let's start at the Veracruz and Chivas game. Chivas won, uh, was that 2 0? Yeah, 2 0. With a Chuffy's brace. And, uh, going into that game, I, I figured Chivas had to, had to win that game because, um, Veracruz was going through, like, this whole turmoil thing with uh, their coaches and, like their front office, like their coach had like a double contract, something like that. I don't know. It, it didn't make sense. It was just like your typical Liga MX, like nonsense going on. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know about any of that, but I just know <laughs> Veracruz is not very good. So <laughs> I thought that this was going to be a you know a good game for us to try to turn things around, and you know it, it pretty much worked out. Yeah, the trophy trophy showed out in that game, and I think there was a red card in that game as well. Uh, yeah, there was a red card from uh, a Veracruz player. Uh, they named Rodrigo Noya. But um, just to go back a little before the the Veracruz game, like I was saying that Veracruz was going through this uh, front office like troubles and stuff. So I figured Chivas could have a, a shot at winning the game. But um, before that, we played Santos, who was also going through um, like... I think their coach got fired because he got into a fight with one of the players, like a physical altercation, <laughs> and, and like they they fired the coach and or the coach left I think, but the players that he fought is still on the team. Oh wow! And that and I was like, all right, bet she wasn't gonna win that game because you know their front office, their coaching staff is new and all that, but then she was lost two one. I think they lost. Yeah, they lost on the late goal, seventy eighth minute. Yeah, I don't even remember that game really. To be honest, 
That was disappointing. Feels so long, like so long ago. You know, we won. We won three in a row, man. Things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> We're a different team now. <laughs> man, all right. So we beat Veracruz two nil. Started off that Friday, and then that next Tuesday we played Necaxa, and we beat them one nil. That was a super soft penalty call. I mean, we'll take it, but that was a a weak, weak PK call. Yeah, I think that was the game I didn't get to watch. Probably because I had no idea that Chios was even playing <laughs> on a Tuesday or whatever it was. But I think I went out to eat with my family that day. So I was watching the highlights, and I was I saw that penalty, and I was... I was just like, that was a super soft penalty. I don't remember seeing that at all, but it was because I just didn't watch the game. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought I didn't watch the game, and then when we were going through, like, uh, the highlights and stuff to talk about it, I remember I I cursed out Hugo Gonzalez before uh, Saldivar took the penalty because he used to be the America keeper. And I was like, oh, we better score on this America bum. And Saldivar buried it. Yeah, has he has he ever missed? Is he still perfect? I want to say he is. I'm not. I okay. feel like he missed though. I don't remember him missing. He's like a a young Robert. I don't, think, I don't think he missed. I think they blocked it. Who blocked it? I'm pretty sure he kicked a PK <laughs> and it got blocked. That's that's a miss. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that. I think I, th- I thought he was still perfect. All right, listeners, if if you can confirm, let us know. Yeah, I'm trying a blank right now, but I feel like he missed, or either either Chivas is that bad that I'm having nightmares that Saldivar is Man. getting his penalty black. You know, if he if he misses his <laughs> next penalty, we're blaming you. Every single wow. one. Wow. <laughs> You just put it, you're trying to speak it into existence, is what you're doing right now. Nah. <laughs> nah, isn't it, isn't it, isn't it the, the thing that if you tell somebody what you, what you dreamt so it doesn't happen? Isn't that like, isn't that like that. a, isn't that like a Mexican thing? Nah, it might, it might be Puerto Rican. I don't know. Wow. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, you New York cats are different, you know? <laughs> Alright, so we beat Nekaxa 1-0. Honestly, I don't think Chivas had a great game against Nekaxa. Nekaxa had a a couple of opportunities to score in the second half. They came out strong in the second half, I remember that. And then, just looking at the the stats, Nekaxa had uh, 11 shots, only 2 on target. But I feel like they hit the post or the crossbar once or twice, and then a couple of scrambles in the in the box by uh, Gudinho. No, no, by Jimenez. Gudinho, Gudinho was hurt after the. Yeah, what game did he get hurt in? After the Veracruz game, I think he picked up like a like a back injury. They reported a back injury. Is there anywhere on him when he's coming back? Because we're short on goalkeepers at the moment, it seems. Oh, yeah. Watch it went down last night, man. Yeah. I would I would like to know an update on on, on his status. Uh, they pro- I mean, they they had two games, in, two games in the week after that, so they probably didn't want to rush him back. Is what I'm going to say. Why risk? Why risk Udinho when you... You know, Wacho held his own against Nekaxa and then against Atlas. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if he's going to be available for Pachuca. I hope so. Even though I'm not, I'm still not like a Gudinho believer, like, say. Yeah, he's I, I been, just, he's been up like and down. I feel like he's a slop, like a sloppy goalkeeper. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but I don't, he doesn't like ooze confidence for me. Yeah, it could it could also just be lack of playing time. I think maybe he needs to get you know, get into the flow of things. This injury probably isn't helping that. 
Yeah, do you think do you think he's too tall? Maybe, I don't know. Too tall? Yeah. I don't know. You never know. I mean, like Courtois is too tall. I think he's trash. But <laughs> I mean, but I don't know. He, he's tall, but I don't think he's too tall. I mean, he, he's like you know. He, I think he's a good height. He's the I think he's the, he's the tallest player in the in the league. Yeah, well, Mexicans aren't that tall. All right, we got foreigners and stuff now. <laughs> average taller than your average Mexican is five foot nine apparently. So East Coast East Coast Mexicans are short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, you Puerto Ricans are different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm short. And I'm only like one inch shorter than you, but you consider yourself tall. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least I'm taller than you, alright? Counts for something. Yeah, man. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our third, our third game that we won was against Atlas, a game we needed to win, just because Atlas is off to a shit start. They are, yeah, they are cursed right now. They can't score to save their lives. Yeah. Have they? Have they, they haven't scored all year, right? Uh, oh yeah, this season they haven't. Feels bad, but not really. Yeah, they had um, I think an Atlas. Uh, there was one shot that was off the crossbar against Chivas. Like I was yeah. sure, I was sure like they were gonna break their streak. It, it was like around the 84th minute. Uh, I'm not sure what Atlas player it was, but he had it in the box wide open, and he just he hit it too hard and it ricocheted off the off the crossbar. Yeah, Atlas looked like Chivas from a year ago where, like, they couldn't score at all. So, I mean, it's Chivas not like from, Chivas... Chivas from three weeks ago? <laughs> no, a year ago, man, a year ago. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, like, they, they were getting in good positions and they were, you know, having... They were setting up some nice plays, but they just couldn't finish. I mean, thankful for us, I guess, but... It was it was really bad, like you said. They, it's just cursed. It might be a mental thing at this point. You know, all these games without scoring a goal. That, I think small. once maybe once they score that first, yeah, once they first that score, score that first goal, they might see some more coming after. But right now, it, it might be a mental thing for them because they had some pretty good opportunities. Yeah, it's that, it's that small club mentality, bro. Yeah, you know that that Arsenal mentality. <laughs> wow. There's <laughs> something like that. I don't know. I just try to think of irrelevant clubs. Uh, um, that first half of that game was trash, though, because it was like pouring. Yeah, everybody was getting hurt. I remember um, I was tweeting from the she was the North there account, and I put on there like over under four injuries in this game, and everybody <laughs> was like over over. I think there was like three injuries in the first half just because yeah. of that rain. It was bad. Rigo was at that game. Yeah, he was, he was he part was of the fourth TV. guy. He was on he was TV. The fourth guy that was injured. He looked <laughs> he looked all sad when they showed him on TV. <laughs> <laughs> looked like his date left him and never came back. He had like four empty beers. I know, man. Drinking alone and shit. A young chente. <laughs> I think he said the guy next to him was smoking like the whole game. He finally left, but like killed his mood for the whole night. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. I didn't know you could smoke in the stadiums at other in Mexico. Yeah, that's funny though, because this was the game that me and you were gonna go to, but yeah. we didn't go and, and Rigo ended up going to. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to go, and then um, we saw a slow start, and we we're like. Eh. <laughs> Nah, I think in the summer we decided when they sold Pizarro and got rid of Oh Almeida, yeah, yeah. When they we're sold like, Pizarro, we're like, man, we're Almeida. like, we're boycotting <laughs> fuckers. Yeah, that's when we decided. Yeah, and Rigo, like, nah. Rigo with his wealth and his, <laughs> you know, he was just like, oh, I'm flying out. <laughs> he didn't tell us. You just saw like a picture of him in Mexico. Like, what? Yeah, he didn't even tell us. Like, hey guys, weren't you gonna go to this game? Y'all want to come? <laughs> nah. He was like, nah, they're too dark for me. I'm going by myself. 
He was at the game last night too. That was wealth, he? That wealth man. You see? Hey. So he got he got front row front row seats behind the bench, but then he had to move back because the benches are so big at a Morelia Stadium that you can't see the field. Oh really? Yeah, he had to move back a a row or two, I think. And front row seats, man. Mm-hmm. That wealth. Yeah, front row seats to the Clásico Tapatio, too. Dang. Rico's in his bag. <laughs> All right, we got, we got, we're going to go soon. Man. We're going to go. Maybe next year. After after WrestleMania, we're going. <laughs> we're going straight from WrestleMania and flying, flying to Mexico. Season won't even have started yet. <laughs> we're just going to chill. Vacation until the season starts. <laughs> Um, Alright, let's talk about these games though uh, I don't know, to you have You think What do you take away? Do you think Chivas can Keep winning games? Like, all three games I wasn't, I was never fully Like, convinced that Chivas I don't want to say deserved the wins But I'm going to say Was going to get the win at the end Like, I, I felt they They could drop the lead at any time I was never confident I don't know. I, I mean, I was pretty confident in the Veracruz I think game that, and... that might be the one game. But even then, we scored two goals off of, I want to say, two two mistakes. Like, that was trash defending on the... All right, I'm going to say Chopin is that good that he made those defenders look trash. And then that second goal he scored, I th- that should have been an offside call. Because it bounced... It bounced off the defender, but I think I forget exactly what what the thing was. But a trophy was in an offside position when he uh, chipped it right over the the goalkeeper. Yeah, he was in the offside position, and it should have been called offside, but it wasn't because we don't have VAR in Mexico yet. El VAR. El VAR. <laughs> but um. I don't know that even that game I was like I, I remember tweeting during the game I was like alright we're up 2-0 but I'm still not I, I still don't think she wasn't playing well in that game I thought that we should have scored way more than two goals though yeah we should have ran so, the score up on them yeah so I mean I, it's not like I felt like we were never gonna we weren't gonna definitely win the game I thought for sure we are gonna definitely win the game I think it just felt a little disappointing that we didn't put up four on them or you know or whatever it was but I don't think the the result was ever in question, to be honest. And for Atlas, the Atlas game, I mean, I think it was deserved. I think Chivas was the, definitely the better team. You know, I, I said Atlas had some nice chances and everything, but that the, they didn't finish. But I think at the end of that game, I came away thinking that Chivas was definitely the better team and they deserved to win. They deserved the result that they got. All right, so I think maybe... But you said you didn't catch the Caxa game, right? No, I didn't. But didn't catch? Okay. I didn't. But at the same time, these are three, you know, the lower teams in the league. So Yeah, these are games you have have to win. Yeah. So this isn't the same level of competition we're going to face, you know, in the coming weeks. So, I mean, my my takeaway is that it was nice to get some points and it's nice to get some momentum. It's good for the players, you know, to get them – in that winning mentality, maybe they start to believe in the in the coach and the manager a little bit more, get a little bit more buy-in, and you know I think we'll see this Saturday when we play Pachuca. You know I think I think it's going to be a good measurement to see where we're at. Because Pachuca has been playing better as well. Yeah, they're also on the like on the come up, but they did lose um, Guti today. They sold them to PSV. He'll yeah. join uh, Chucky Lozano in Holland. The great, the great Chucky Lozano. <laughs> Let it be stated, facts. I'm the only person <laughs> on this podcast that fully supports Chucky from the start. He qualified the Champions League today. Yeah, man. He scored. A, he scored a nice goal too. Look like look like me in pro club that goal. Nah. The one I scored last night. Ooh. <laughs> the the one of the five I set you up for that you missed. 
But yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad Guti got sold. Obviously, now he doesn't. Now yeah. we won't see him. Now we don't have to play him. Yeah. Works out nicely for us. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think she wasn't playing better. I don't know if they've completely outplayed anybody. I think Veracruz was a. Uh, they were the Veracruz I expected them to be just because of what they were going through. Against Necaxa, if we don't get that weak, weak penalty call, we don't score a goal, and then I don't know what happens. Because Necaxa played well, like they made, they made a couple of good plays. And they had a couple of chances, and that was like the one game that I was like, all right, she was gonna drop the lead, and I was okay with a, a point because I think we played away that game. The nah, we were at home. Oh shit, we were at home. Oh, that's the game we won to finally win at home after like God knows how almost a year. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was a big deal. Yeah, we hadn't beaten anybody at home since like last October or something. Yeah, yeah, we've talked about that many times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. How we we don't win games at home it needs to change. And then we back we went back to our old home. We mm-hmm. made it our home again. Yeah, beating Atlas. But um, I don't know any any players too that have been like standing out. Were uh, how many games into the season? Um, seven games into the season. So I guess we, yeah, we're, yeah, we're almost midway into the season. Yeah, I think one player that, and I think we mentioned it on the last, well, I, at least I did on the last podcast, I like the way he's been playing. Um, and it's, you know, it's good to see him playing well, kind of returning to form was um, Orbelin. And I think it paid off, you know, here in this last game. It was nice to see him score the goal against uh, Atlas. So I've been liking the way he's been playing all year, to be honest. It's a, you know, it's a lot of responsibility with our back line to go back there and try to help him as much as he does and then also connect the defense to the you know connect the midfield to the to the forwards and then also get up himself and you know score a nice little goal it's he's been he's been putting in that work and nice. I, I really do you like a nice little goal bro yeah man <laughs> a nice little goal man a golazo bro backflip and everything buried it but yeah it was it's nice to see him get that goal it was like you know the payoff for how well he's been playing this year in my yeah and no, I like that he's uh cause he's been shooting a, a, like a little a little this a little this season and um I remember before it got to a point where he was gonna shoot and you're like ah oh, crap this is like a Salcido-esque shot but nah. uh like his uh his, heart, <laughs> his accuracy has been better this season yeah he's been keeping that and even before that he had one where the uh the keeper made it made a nice save right mm-hmm. yep yeah, so he had two very nice shots that were both on target. Luckily, the second one, you know, the keeper couldn't get to it. So yeah, I, I've been I've been liking the way he's been playing all year, to be honest. Yeah, it, it um his play so far earned them a call up today. National oh, team. Yeah. Nice. It'll it'll be interesting to see um how uh, Tuca plays them and stuff. It's like a generally like a young squad. Yeah, I like that. And he doesn't really... Like, if you pay attention to Liga Mackey's and stuff, he doesn't really fuck with youngsters. and So it's weird. It's just a weird situation for him to be in. Yeah. I don't, I've, I don't I've fully heard, understand it. I've heard that he doesn't like youngsters. Out there, ruining careers. Shout out to Raul's uh, favorite player, um, Espericueta. Yeah, I remember Raul telling me about Espiricueta like <laughs> had it been like six years ago now or something. It was a long time ago. He was all hype about him, and now he's like in Division Two or something. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know where he is, but they get but They don't play Raul, him, and they Raul don't want to sell him. Yeah, like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, let him get shine somewhere, but they don't even want to sell him. That's ridiculous. That's Duca there. I don't know. Yeah. Oh well. But any any players for you that stand out? 
Um, yeah, I think. Um, well, I, I've always been a, a Michael Perez guy, but I think he's having he's having a really good season this year. Like yeah. so far, he got a red card earlier in the season. But um, besides that, I think him and Pineda are holding down the midfield and doing a good job of um, recovering the ball. I think I think he played uh, really well against Atlas. Yeah, he played well against Nakaxa. I don't know. I like. I like I like that guy. I, I would like to see him get called up to the national team, but I understand that, like talent wise, there are there are better players than him. Like he doesn't have like the ta- I don't think he has like that talent, but he has like the hustle and like the smarts I guess to do the, to get the job done, and that's what he does for Chivas. Yeah, he's like he's, he's, a, he's a league and Max player, and there's, there's like nothing wrong with that, but I don't think. He's, I don't think he'll get called up to the national team. No, maybe later. You never know. I like it. Him and Pineda. Yeah, yeah. The boss around the midfield. But like they, I said, they've been doing like, very good. There's uh, other talent. Like more talented players that can play that position, I think. Like uh, Eric Gutierrez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I don't... I can't justify starting Perez over... With the editors. Yeah, I agree. But he's been having him, and I think Brizuela is like having a good, a good, a great season. He's like helping out in the attack, hustles to get back. Um, has a, I think he has a goal, a goal this season, a couple of assists. It's uh, good to see him back and forth. Yeah, Brizuela's been good. Free. Yeah, definitely. And uh, definitely um, Regal's boy, Chofis. Oh, wow. You know, he's, he's been doing... Huh? Uh, well, that's because that's Regal's not here. We usually just don't say anything about him because that's Regal's guy. Yeah, yeah. We <laughs> kind of forget about him. We let we let, uh, we let Regal do all the marking out for Chofis on this podcast. Definitely. So we kind of forget about him when he's not here, but yeah, definitely. Uh, not Rico Chofis. Look, not, now I'm thinking they're the same person, <laughs> but definitely Chofis has had a good year so far. He had that brace. Um, every time he's on the field, he looks dangerous. He's creating chances for, you know, for the other players. So yeah, definitely, Chofis has been a, a big bright spot for Chivas this year. Which, I guess, can transition us into the national team call-ups. Um. One, I'll, I'll, I just wanted to bring up one more thing. Now with this like three game win streak and and three game win streak in the league, and then I think overall we're on a five game win streak. Do you think the fans are starting to kind of forget about Almeida and like For- embracing Cardoso? I mean, those are to me those are two very different things. I don't know. If people are going to be forgetting Almeida anytime soon, getting but over I think, it maybe. But I think they can maybe <laughs> maybe start to embrace, you know, the, the new coach. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, the, the this, this win streak, like I said, it's, it's good for the players, you know, to get some buy-in, um, you know, and to get a little bit of momentum. But I guess also, you know, for the fans, you know, to get a little bit of buy-in and to into the new uh, tactics or new coach. I know earlier in the season we're already like, oh, fire him, fire him. <laughs> um, like, I, I forget what game it was, but he was making, like, all these defensive subs when we're losing or tied. Yeah, and we were like, man, if Almeida was in this game, he'd have, <laughs> he'd have nine strikers in the game right now. <laughs> and, yeah, so earlier in the year we are definitely totally against it, but, you know, Winning, winning helps everything, you know. Yeah, winning, winning gets rid of a lot of problems. Um, I don't, I don't think fans will ever forget about Almeida, but I think slowly, especially if they keep winning, I guess they'll embrace Cardoso. And I, I was kind of excited about Cardoso because I, I figured we'd play like a, a more offensive football. Um, we really. We kind of have, and it's nice to see. 
But I'm I'm still not like a hundred percent convinced by Cardoso. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's only been a few games. It's a nice win streak, but yeah, you never know. I mean, it could be he could be a JCO and he can't win um, the important games. You never know. <laughs> well, we got we got Pachuca coming up on Saturday, so that's gonna be a, a big test for Chivas. Yeah, I think it's a big test for Chivas, especially. When you look at our schedule coming up after that, we play uh, Monterrey, which mm-hmm. I think is in second place right now. So yeah. that's going to be, I mean, so I think it's it's very important to try to get a result against Pachuca because you've got Monterrey coming up. And we have a couple, you know, tough, tough games coming up over the next month or so. So Pachuca definitely is something we need to try to get a result against. Yeah, so August August was an eight-game eight month. We played eight games in August. September, we have four. I'm looking at four on the schedule. So we got Pachuca, then we got Monterrey, we got Querétaro, and then we have the Clásico against America. Yeah, and even right after that, we got Pumas. Mm, yep. So, yeah, some tough games coming up for sure. Okay, started off with a win against Pachuca and just go from there. Because the yeah. table's like all, the table's really tight right now. From Definitely. from fourth to eleventh, it's just two point difference between all the teams, top to bottom. So just get a win, a win on Saturday. See where it takes you. I agree. All right. So now we can jump into national team call ups. They got released today. And Chivas has three players that got called up. They got, uh, like we mentioned, Orbelin Pineda, uh, Pulido, and Saldivar got called up to the national team. Do you think they all deserve to be called up to the national team? Um... Yeah, I don't know. My phone went crazy there for a second. But um, I think of the three, if I had to pick one that was I was a little surprised about, it was definitely um, Zadivar. Mm-hmm. He's made a season. Uh, I think he's had like a okay season, kind of up and down. But we've both seen many games where he's had many chances to put some put some uh, you know some goals up, and he's just flat out missed. Um, I think it was was it was it the game where against, where trophies had the brace where no, he had it was, like it was against Pum, um no not Pumas it was no, against Toluca was it Toluca yeah because he scored a goal but then he could have also scored two more yeah it was a game yeah. where he scored a goal but we we're like well he could have had a hat trick yeah he could have had um, a hat trick easily and so yeah so I was I was definitely a little surprised by him I mean I don't really know what our options are. You know, especially since we're going really, you know, young with these call-ups, obviously. We're not calling up um, Chicharito or who else? We're not calling up, like, Orbelin. We didn't call up Orbelin, did we? <laughs> Orbelin? Pineda? No, Orbelin. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> who the hell did we call up, man? Jimenez got called up. Oh, okay, yeah. So Jimenez yeah, got Jimenez called up. There. Yeah, uh-huh. so it looks like mostly overall the... the we went very young, yeah, so I'm not sure a who else. European players. Yeah, so I'm not sure who else we would call up in his spot, but definitely just you know going off the eyeball test, that was one that stood out for me. Yeah, I think it's easy to, because we've been critical of Saldivar, but um, I think it's a, it's a good confidence boost for him to get called up to the national team, show that you know he's on the national team radar. So that that just motivates him, makes him more hungry. Try to score some goals, and I think Polito. I don't know about Polito. Like he's he's he has like a good work rate, but I think he's very like like a system like a system player. I think because he drops back a lot, he helps out, but he's not like a like a pure nine. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, he's he's been called up before and he's had success. I know I was at a game 
when he got called up for a game in San Antonio, he had a hat trick. That when, uh, he broke, that when he broke his arm or something? I don't know. I have no idea. But I remember I was there when he scored a hat trick. Um, I mean, to me, Polito's had an up and down year this year as well. But I think this is more of a, you know, they they know his overall quality as a player, you know, so we're going to call him up type of call up instead of, and not really, uh, oh, he's been in such great form. He's been doing so great this year that we're going to call him up, you know? Yeah. And um, snubs? QS people that got snubbed? Well, again, Regal's not here, but <laughs> but the obvious one that's missing is um, is trophies. Um, you know, we're talking about people that we've been impressed with this year. Um, you know, Orbelin got caught up when we mentioned him. Um and we mentioned trophies, and trophies is obviously missing from this list. I mean, I think he's done enough this season to warrant a call-up. I don't know about you, but especially when you're looking at the team and they're going young and it's really you know, heavily League IMX based, I don't, I don't see how you can't call up trophies. Yeah, when I when I saw the list, um, and um, before I looked at it, I saw that QS had three players called up. So I opened up, somebody tweeted it, so I went to the Mi Selección Twitter account, opened up the graphic that they do, and like, the first face I scanned for was Orbelin, and I saw him, and then the next face I scanned for was Chofis, and he was nowhere to be found, and then at the end I saw Pulido and Saldivar, and I was like, Saldivar? And then, I don't know, I think I think it's a snub, I think Chofis should start getting national national team play especially like these friendlies that don't mean anything and like they're just for players to get playing time get exposure like what what do we have to lose against Uruguay there's no we're not playing them for anything just pride I pride I don't, I don't even know pride like it's like a friendly doesn't matter yeah I would definitely, yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I think he definitely needs to get called up. I would say he deserves to get called up. I mean, yeah, some of these had, people have no idea who they are, so. He had three, I think he had three goals on the year. He's coming off a goal against Alebrijes. And he had a brace against Veracruz. Yeah. Couple of, he's, like, nice passes. Like, he creates plays. He's one of the best dribblers in the league. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't understand. He takes on players. He he successfully wins, you know. So okay. I don't I don't see how you don't call him up. Yeah, I mean the only he got called up to what was it, the Gold Cup, remember? But then he got he had like that sports hernia, so he couldn't go. I think it was when. They, they they made a Gold Cup roster and they made a Confederaciones roster. And he was supposed to be on the Gold Cup roster. But uh, he had that sports hernia, so he didn't. He didn't get to play, but that's like the only time they've considered him for the national team. I don't, so who, who, I don't, I don't who think he's been called up. Who comes up with this roster? I don't know. That's what, that's what I was saying. Like, it's a super young roster. And, like, you know Tuca's not a a young player guy. Like, coach. Yeah. So Tuka probably doesn't even know half these players, man. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. know. I don't know half these players, but <laughs> yeah, like, like this one kid here. Was his name Roberto Arrao? I have no idea who that is. Yo, and he, and he looks like he's twelve. Like, how do you not know who that guy is? Right, <laughs> like, he's, he's so awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he is. He looks twelve. <laughs> he looks like he's a Fortnite player, not a <laughs> national team player. Yeah, look like he look like he hasn't hit puberty yet. Like, <laughs> yeah, braces. Yeah, most of these other <laughs> names I know who they are, recognize them. But yeah, that guy, I have no idea who he is. He's probably like the Mexican Messi or some shit. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's choppies, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, and like I said before, I think Perez too snub, but I I see why he's not called up. Yeah. Just because there's more talented players, but I don't know. 
It'd be cool. He got called up. Alanis gets called up even though he doesn't even play. They don't even want him on his on teams. He, he's like a, he's on the second division Spain team now. Yeah, I know. He had to like beg to join the second <laughs> division team. Oh, that that reminds me. What about um we should talk about Marco Fabian, possibility of him coming back to Chivas. You know, I saw that on my timeline, but it was PVA that tweeted it. <laughs> so I didn't know if to take it serious or not. And I didn't want you know want them playing with my emotions. <laughs> I don't want to get my hopes up. Well, that I think that was... Um... Before the whole deal with uh, the Turkish club fell apart, but there's been like rumors, like post contract debacle, that Chivas have reached out of, about a potential return from Marco Fabian. I mean, I would love it, of course. You know, I fucking love Marco Fabian. <laughs> it's like my favorite Chivas player of all time. So. <laughs> bring him back I would love to have him back but I heard like something you know like oh he'll come back but you know as soon as an opportunity in Europe comes up you know he, he would have the ability to leave again. yeah I mean, yeah, that's that fine whole, you know? that whole situation was like weird they say the Turkish club was claiming that Marco Fabian's back is like fucked and he can't he can't even play football anymore but then um, German teams like, what are you guys talking about? And Marco Fabian's agent came out and said the same thing. Like, this guy can play football. I don't know what. They, they probably, I don't know. Like, uh, Raul was telling us that their ultras reject. They didn't want the move. And, like, the front office is swayed a lot by the the ultras for that club. So you never, you don't, you never know. Yeah, man. Can't trust them. They wanted Van Persie, but they don't want Marco Fabian. Come on. <laughs> this is also this is also the same club that uh that their ultras received uh, Diego Reyes like they just signed like Ronaldo or Messi. You see that video? Nah. He showed up. He like he got he got off the plane at the, at the airport. And, like when the gate opened, like there was a bunch of a bunch of uh, what's the club called? Uh, or something. Uh, Fenerbahce. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it, but like all all the fans were in the in the lobby, and like celebrating that they signed Diego Reyes. I was yeah. like, did they like did they get him confused with another Diego Reyes in the world? <laughs> Let's see, <laughs> playing FIFA ten career mode or something. <laughs> Back when people thought Diego Reyes was gonna be the next Rafa Marquez. Yeah, like I don't I don't get it. <laughs> like there are Diego Reyes stands out there in the world. That that don't root for Club America. <laughs> yeah. It's a wild world, crazy world. Yeah, but I I'd, I'd like uh, Marco Fabian back. I don't know exactly oh, where on the field he fit in, but everyone I'd, I'd want him. <laughs> he, he could be goalie. Yeah, man. If he would have played last week against Atlas, he would scored like eight goals, man. <laughs> That's his, that was his favorite game every year. <laughs> Atlas fans everywhere triggered if he comes back. <laughs> For he real. Made, he made their coach get attacked by the the fans in the stadium. Yo, if he if he if he comes back, we'll go we'll go watch him play against Atlas. <laughs> oh, that'd be a fun game. And then hang out with him after just get blackout drunk. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't he already there? Like at the, he was at the airport and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember seeing pictures of him. But yeah, so I guess he failed his physical then. That's what the Turkish club said, and then his team was like, "No, like he passed everything," and they just tried to change a couple of the terms on the contract. And Marco Fabian was like, "Nah, I'm I'm good," and he went back to Germany. Yeah, definitely. If he wants to come to back to Chivas. I would love it. Alright, let's see. Did we get Twitter questions? Probably not. It was like late notice. Let's see. Um, 
Eduardo said she must need to sell more to Europe, not strengthen rivals. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that because are, are we eventually just going to become a farm system for... Like, at what point do you take into consideration the needs of the club over like selling players to Europe can't be a, like a farm a farm system for Europe because then we're going to have nobody and we're going to get relegated when relegation eventually comes back that's how I feel I don't like yeah, yeah. Sell, sell players to Europe but then when we, when we get relegated guess what there's not going to be a Chivas around to develop these Mexican players and sell them to Europe yeah, we're saying not straight from rivals. So, basically, saying if we do so, for some of the Europe, not to a rival. Yeah, but I'm saying like either way, Chivas would be screwed because they'd be like a farm system for other teams, and they wouldn't I mean, be. It wouldn't be about well, Chivas. I mean, if we're constantly developing great talent and selling them to Europe, I think that's a good thing for Chivas. I mean, yeah, there's like an abundance of talent, but if you I look, mean, at, one, look at one it right be, now. Like, one, it'd be like Chivas is doing something right, but two, you know, that's going to make young players want to be, you know, part of the Chivas system, you know? Yeah. They buy into it. Yeah, buy into it. Like, look at what Pachuca's doing. You know, I'm sure Pachuca has other young players that are coming up just because of all the success they've had. That's true. So yeah, but yeah, so if we are going to sell a player, I agree, sell them to Europe, not not to rifle, not to, um, you know, other teams in the league. Yeah, well, that that I agree with, but then, like, like I'm saying, like, are we just going to become a farm system and sell every, every talent we we have and not keep anything for ourselves? I mean, we're like, going to sell the ones that are obviously elite, bound for like Europe. Elite, you elite know? talent, yeah. Yeah, but we're not going to sell everyone, I mean. If people want to take Alanis off our hands and stuff, that's that's one thing. But we got we got this uh, <laughs> great great center back Basuto. European yeah. teams should inquire. <laughs> exactly. He has a good back and everything. He makes a good a uh, good training cone for the training <laughs> rounds. <laughs> He's very pacey. <laughs> that's why they call him El Abuelo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a DM from uh, Dan uh, Danman86 Shout out to Dan yeah. Chapman Listener of the pod Said uh, Oh I, I didn't even I didn't read his question before But I think we covered it He said uh, My question is Now that things seem to be Taking a positive turn With Chivas actually winning games do you think Cardoso is a better option as coach, or would you still take whoa, Almeida whoa. back? All right, so I didn't. We didn't say this. Would you still take Almeida back if you had the power to do so? Thanks and keep up the cool and funny podcast. Come on, Thanks, Dan. Dan. Come on, Dan. You know the answer to that question. If we could, if we could take Almeida back, would we take him back right now? Yeah, man, we'd take him back. Of course, you would. In a heartbeat. <laughs> I would take him back in a heartbeat. Yo, he even tweeted like a message out for Chivas oh, before yeah. the. I can't believe we didn't bring that up before the Clásico de Patio. Uh, I want to pull it up right now. Oh it was man! Basically about was... how Chivas touches hard, and he's like, "You gotta, you gotta win." Some... All right, he said, "Una vez dije que Chivas es parte de mi vida y así será por el amor a estos colores y el cariño de la gente." Que mañana gane el rebaño. So, like, he still loves, still loves Chivas. That's my coach. Like, forever, like. <laughs> he wants to come back and bring him back in a heartbeat. I don't yeah, think anybody, nobody disagrees. <laughs> I think that was it, man. Yeah, I think we covered everything. Uh... Announcements, announcements. We're almost at a thousand followers on the the Chivas del Norte Twitter account. 
Well, yeah, right now, I think we're five five away. Five away. When we hit a thousand, guys, we're gonna do a couple of special giveaways. So make sure you're following the Chivas del Norte Twitter account at Chivas del Norte and TCKFC is recruiting for FIFA 19 yeah if you're nice at FIFA let us know we, we're trying to we, we won the Division 1 title in FIFA 18 so we're trying to win the D1 title in FIFA 19 pro club which which Luisa's pro club team did not do <laughs> just so everyone knows everyone's clear and I don't think Caesar's Caesar football or whatever I don't think his pro club team won Division One title either. Happy Hour FC. Happy, yeah. Nope. So the only, the only league I MX Twitter pro club team to win Division One was TCKFC. I was gonna say all, I was gonna say all Mexican uh, pro club, yeah. but I forgot we yeah, have man. we have of Luis. the world of the world, Craig. <laughs> we have we have Lou. <laughs> oh yeah. We got, we got one foreign player. We got one Colombian. <laughs> Shout out, shout out to Lou. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to replace Lou on the team, <laughs> hit us up. We're recruiting. We really, if you really, we really need a defender though. But yeah. Word. All right, guys. We'll be back next week after the Pachuca game. We'll have Rigo back. He can tell us all about his uh, adventures in Mexico. Why he why he looked sad at that last game. And yeah, that's it. We'll be back next week. Later. Later.